But I started recording, so I might as well just say, welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. We both just got haircuts. Uh, That's right. Just really not great haircuts. Will's, your haircut from here looks pretty good. Will's upset because his haircuts cost too much money. I'm That's upset right. because the lady missed a lot of hairs. Like just several chunks of hair were not properly cut. Uh, but this is a podcast about football. We're going to talk about the Broncos for half, uh, especially because they've got a Thursday night game. I think this podcast will go up Thursday morning. So they have a tonight's game, and then the second half of the podcast, we'll go over as much NFL stuff as we can. Will has a hate list that uh, I will grade very, very harshly uh, about – Basically, the top 10 things he hates the most in the NFL are players he hates the most. I don't even know what's on it. He wrote the list while he was getting his hair cut. So it's going to be a real gem. Yeah, I'm never in more of a hateful mood than when I'm getting my hair cut. Yeah. Well, Will, you you got your hair cut today. Sounds real stressful. I went to a funeral. So, look, what what are you really complaining about? You know, you got me there. You got me there. And you know, I had a long drive home, Will, and my wife had a tough day, and I just started thinking about life, and like, what's the point? Like, I'm, I was stressing to get home to record this podcast, that how many people are going to listen to this shit? Not a lot. An okay amount, I guess, but like, what, who the, we're going to talk about football, and I'm just contemplating life and death all day? Like, what the, what the fuck is the point, Will? What do you think of this podcast? Is this, is this even any good? Are we even are we doing anything worth a damn? And also, tell your mother hello. Is that your mom? I, yeah, I had, I had to wave her off. That was, that was pretty rude of me. But Bring her in. Maybe she could. Like she, <laughs> maybe she could give me some life advice right now. Look, uh, we've reached the episode where we're just having complete existential crises. Yes. Uh, Live on the air. Brandon's drinking, uh, what kind of beer is that? It's a New Belgium tart, Tartastic. That's pretty good. Uh, give me a, I don't think I have, actually. Give me a top five beers to cure an ex- existential crisis really quick. It's not this one because I feel like I have to defend that I'm drinking a beer called tart, Tartastic. I feel like as a man, I, I'm not secure enough to say, you know what, I just really like this beer. Uh, lemon ginger ale, my top five beers to cure existential crisis. First of all, I would go with an imperial stout of the highest alcohol content. One beer, you're already drunk. So most of your problems, as long as you're a happy drunk, are are gone. Uh, and I am, so this should help. Uh, second beer, probably just going to go straight up Miller Lite, you know, because then I can you have like 10 of them. Put away a lot of them, yeah. And drinking for me is about the habit. It's the action of it. I just like, you can switch it. Results. I can can pound like a bunch of LaCroix. I'm like, okay, it's just as long as I've got something in my hand. Now you're speaking Uh, my language. Yep. My stomach hates them, but uh, uh, one of my favorite beers is a Dry Dock Sour. Dry Dock Brewery is a, a local Aurora brewery. They make a great sour beer, an apricot sour. Uh, and then, oh, let's see here. What else do I, I don't even know. I mostly drink whiskey and wine and vodka now. 
because beer doesn't really cut it. So I gave you watching, three. Watching your figure, your figure. I'll give you three really quick too. Actually, maybe, maybe five. Uh, I'm making this list right now as we speak. That's a that's okay. good. I went to Beer Fest. I had so many beers there, and I'm just like, I realized like they're all good. Like I just like them all. The only beers I don't like are ones that are obviously like just a shitty beer. Like yeah, we don't making it didn't it. know what they're doing. And you don't find yeah. that a lot. Well, I mean, I don't know. I got, uh, like a year ago, I was at Winco, which is, I don't think they have them in Colorado, but it's a very cheap grocery store that college students like to frequent. And I found uh, a pack of 24 natural ices for $7.99. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, I was losing money if I didn't buy that. Natty ice, man. So, of course, I did. Anyway, my, five, my top five here. It rattled off really quickly. Ballast Point. I don't know if you've had it, okay. but it's 8%, and that, that gets the job done. Oh, yeah. Uh, number four, Sierra Nevada. Number three, Pabst, Blue Ribbon. Uh, a little Blue Velvet reference for you if you've seen that movie. Uh, number it's been two. a while, but I have. <laughs> Red Stripe, Jamaican. Very oh, good. interesting. I like it's Red got, Stripes. It's got, a nice, uh, it's got a nice looking bottle, nice label. And, of course, Guinness. Oh, is that your number one? You're you're a Guinness guy. Yeah, big time. Is that you, Clay? Like trying to hold on to your Irish roots? A little or bit. You, you just really like it, or is that from co- uh, a bunch of car bombs in college, or all of the above? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, basically everything you just said. <laughs> all right, let's get into football talking. We've we've talked. I, beer. I could talk about beer. I, would just I know I could I could too, but people get angry in the comments, and we don't want that. This is a new Belgium, which is Colorado brewery. I do like uh, fat tires as well. Oh, those are good. How about a blue, a blue moon, a nice blue moon with an orange slice? Yeah, I'm not, hu- I'm not huge on the blue moon. I have to really be in the mood for a, a – well, I don't know. I like the flavored beers. So, like, when I say I have to be in the mood for a wit beer, a wheat mm. beer – uh, no, I used to – I don't know. I, if I had a blue moon right now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is better than I remember. Why did I stop drinking these? Every time, yeah, every time I get a blue moon at a bar and they put the orange slice in there, like by the time I'm uh, to the bottom, I'm like drunk enough to the point where I'll eat the orange and then I'll eat the orange peel too. Okay. Very similar. <laughs> you know what? what it's a uh, weird thing, but I, it just it happens every time. Just real quick, uh, if you're if you're going with a, a Mexican beer, what do you where's where do you go? Oh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, a Negra Modelo. Okay. That was a very correct answer. Yeah. Um, do you put, a, you, you, you put a lime in it? Oh, of course. Yeah. Now, oh, of course. Here's the thing. It's like, to me, like, I like Dos Equis as long as I have a lime. Yep. But really, when you're drinking like a Mexican lager uh, or Pilsner, what are they? Pilsners? They're Pilsners. Sure. Uh, they're, those beers aren't really much different than like your Bud Lights or whatever. But why, no. why do I feel like I have to have a lime with it? I think it's something about the pH levels. Okay. I'm, that not, makes sense. I'm not a chemist, but I think no, that's, uh, it balances that out the pH level. Scientifically correct. So yeah, because a lot of acid and uh, citrus. It's, it's not in my head. Okay, that's all I needed to confirm. Yeah. All right, um, so I guess we'll start with the Broncos, huh? 
Yeah, so we got some new news. Uh, Peyton Manning, we've all been wondering what he's going to do post-retirement. It's been a couple years now, but uh, it looks like the first step for him, at least part-time, is he's going to be hosting a new show. Not a new show, but uh, in addition to Kobe Bryant's ESPN Plus show called Detail, uh, where it's basically breaking down game tape. Uh, Kobe obviously hosts the NBA part. She actually does a pretty good job. Uh, I've seen uh, segments from the show. I've never watched it um, from start to finish because I don't have an ESPN Plus subscription. Uh, but I'm intrigued for this Peyton Manning uh, add-on to Detail, uh, which is – I don't know if I mentioned that. The show is called Detail. But what do yeah. you think about this? Is this enough to get you to shell out $5 for ESPN Plus? It might be, Will. I mean, we know Peyton Manning is – I guess he's writing it uh, and figure he's picking what he wants to talk about. And the first episode is about Josh Rosen, actually. It's, he's oh, breaking down Rosen's performance against the Vikings. I believe that airs tomorrow. Brandon Stokely here in local Denver media already got to see the episode. Uh, I was going to buy ESPN Plus uh, because I thought ESPN was going to hire me to write for Katie Nolan's show. And then they didn't. In which, in which case, I think they would – shouldn't they comp you for that? It is ESPN. So yeah, I signed up for the seven-day free trials. I was like, oh, shit, I should kind of take a look at something ESPN has done lately. Sure. Um, but once they didn't hire me, I uh, said, I'm not going to pay for this. And then they got, me, they got me because it's Peyton Manning. It's like, he is good on camera. He is by far probably the funniest – NFL player who's ever like comedic timing wise, like he gets it. So, oh yeah, watching him break down film and talk about football and probably be funny as he does it, like I sign me up. When you think about it, like two of the funniest football players ever were on the 2010 Colts, in my opinion, Peyton Manning and Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, the, those two, I, I mean, I can't really think of uh, anyone funnier off the top of my head. I'm sure there's somebody, but. I feel like Pat McAfee is more like like me kind of funny. Yeah. Like he tries a little too hard, but you go, you know, there's something there. He kind of gets it. Peyton Manning is just like a natural. Like if if in college, like if he like broke his leg really badly and could never play football again, and decided he would he wanted to be an actor, like we'd be talking about Peyton Manning, the actor comedian. Yeah, I think you could do it. I think a lot of the comedy just become comes from like him he's such an intense player on the field, and yeah, it's just like it's just the fact that like you don't expect him to be as funny as it is, and it catches you off guard. So I think that I think that has a big deal to do with it. Um, but yeah, I really want to see this show because the I'm like I said. I haven't watched the Kobe detail too much, but from what I watched, it was actually pretty, I don't know, enlightening, informative. Like you learn a thing or two. Um, maybe that's just because it's basketball and I didn't know too much to begin with uh, as far as the <laughs> the intricate details. Um, not saying I would know the intricate details that Peyton Manning would be breaking down, but yeah, no, I want to check it out. I think it's going to be good. After doing That's Good Sports for five years, I'm, I, I'll confidently say I know as much about football as Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, I, 
far be it from me to uh, disagree with that. I think you and, and since everybody talks about it. You're a student of the game. Yeah, and since he's retired and I've kept going and studying mm-hmm. the game, since I watched the tape, Will, I don't know. <laughs> the All-22. <laughs> the All-22. If you haven't watched uh, Will's All-22 breakdown of Chad Kelly's Neil yet, oh, yeah. or read it, it's an article on Patreon. Please do. It's, it's, a, it's so stupid <laughs> and very funny. Oh, yeah. It's it's technically not like the game film, but it is all 22 because it's a kneel down and everybody's like really close to the play. Yeah. So, no, uh, you did. You did. Technically. Good. Technically. All right. So we've got some injuries to talk about. Um, unfortunately, Ronald Leary is on IR for the second time in as many years. But we have Sue Cravens, who may or may not exist, returning, allegedly. And Jordan Whoa! Taylor's back in practice. Yeah, so, uh, the two things I wanted to talk about here, the run, the Leary injury is serious. Like that, a torn Achilles, like, yeah. that's a big injury. How old is he? He's in his 30s. Like, he could be done. Like, he might not come back, come back which sucks. Uh, and obviously, it affects an area that's already thin and weak, uh, the Broncos' offensive line. So that's actual – that's like – actual news uh max garcia is going to take his place on the line connor mcgovern will continue to play guard where he should have been playing the whole time uh how much do you think this affects the broncos line it depends do they want to run the ball ever again because Uh, they haven't shown any desire to do that on a regular basis (laughs) exactly um no, they're going to take a step down. Like it's a, it's obviously a drop off from uh, Ronald Leary to Max Garcia. Although Max Garcia is a pretty good run blocker, uh, he's good when you kick him out uh, and pull him on toss or trap plays or stuff like that. So hopefully they take advantage of that. However, it's the Broncos coaching staff, so I don't expect them to take advantage of that. Uh, they're going to have Sam Jones suiting up for the first time this year. Oh, is he going to? He's, he's going to be active. And yeah, out of Arizona. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so we might see him. And that'll conclude our segment on the line because typically that's when people start to fall asleep. But uh, I just that's wanted right. to pay Ronald Leary the respect he deserves because he's a, he's a good football player. And uh, when he got injured, I was streaming the game and I don't – I didn't just – it just didn't register with me that that was going to be a serious injury at the time uh, because I saw a guy in the crowd who I was like, oh, fuck. They, they cut to a guy that kind of looks like Ronald Leary. I was like, I better write that down for a joke in my episode. That's not that good of a joke, but I'll make sure to, to put it in there. Uh, and then – so the Broncos get Sua Cravens and Jordan Taylor back, right? And I That's think right. – I think it was like the Broncos Twitter or something put out a, a notification. It was like, don't worry, reinforcements are on the way. Sue Cravens and Jordan Taylor return. <laughs> Season saved. It just it just made me like I read it just popped up on my phone. I'm alone, like in my office, as usual, and I laugh. Like I just laughed out loud. <laughs> like, who are they trying to fucking fool, man? Uh I'm excited to get Sue Cravens on the field. Uh, I think he has a talent to help the defense a little bit. Not like, oh, dang, now the defense is going to be a top five defense, but like, oh, maybe we'll give up one or two less big plays a, a game. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe you can cover a tight end or something. But it's like oh. Jordan Taylor one made me laugh even more because like the one <laughs> position I feel like the Broncos have really good depth at right now is wide receiver. Uh, although we know he, he could, be, play, he could, could play quarterback. I think I stepped on your joke, but oh no. possibility. I wasn't even thinking that. I was like, he did return punts, and oh, Adam yeah. Jones being out still. Uh, although they had Deshaun Hamilton back there, uh, so I, <laughs> I'm just happy the reinforcements are here, Will. And I just wanted to yeah. reinforce that narrative because it is important. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for reinforcing the reinforcements. Everybody, please uh, press F to pay respects to Ronald Leary and his torn ACL. So, uh, moving on, we've got Vaughn Miller uh, talking about kicking ass on Thursday. Oh, he said it. Yeah, he, he, he cursed. Um, you hate to see that. Um, there are children that look up to him. So, you know, hopefully he apologizes. You yeah, know what I said, learned? I learned yeah, ass, ass is not a swear word, Will, because they said it on the radio. They played the clip on the radio. and Oh, guess what? I'm going to write a letter. You should. It's going to be strongly worded. How dare you put Von Miller's ass on the radio? I had my child listening with me. Has, uh, well, it's like sounds like exactly like some people have said to us before. <laughs> Has anyone ever written like a weekly written letter or weekly worded letter? What? You know, like people are always just like, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. Uh, a, a, a weekly, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, like one strong. per week. No, yeah, yeah. Just like a, See how that was confusing, though. Yeah. I, I didn't like that you said ass. However, it is your right to do so. I'm just trying to voice my displeasure. <laughs> your please, weakly worded letter, letter. Please don't do that ever again. But if you do, I can't stop you. I think... Uh, most of the letters they get are probably weakly worded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think most people that uh, are upset enough at words like ass or, or damn or hell on the, like the Bart Sw Simpson swear words. I feel They're like usually not intellect. Strong, yeah. I don't feel like they, they have the strongest composition skills. I'm just going to say it. Right. And it's like you, to me, it's like swearing is like one of those things where if you don't want that to be part of your vocabulary, that's your choice. Cool. Do it. Yeah. Like, not everybody needs to say fuck all the time. But to me, it is a visceral release of just stress in life. So uh, I look at it as being therapeutic and healthy. And no, I agree. Intelligence. It's also a sign of dominance. You're an alpha male. Ooh. Or a couple be, of alphas. That would be interesting to get a vote on uh, if people thought I was an alpha male. Thumbs up this yeah, video. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> yeah, That's a win-win for me. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, no, if you think he's an alpha male, thumbs up. If you don't think he's an alpha male, also thumbs up. There you go. I'll never know the truth. The, yeah. the, the way a true beta would like. <laughs> yeah, I'll just never check. Um, yeah, so yeah, Vaughn just said, uh, let your play do the talking. Don't say it. Just do it. So, I like oh. it. Uh, it's still kind of talk, though. Oh, wait, so. yeah. I'm sorry. I wrote that down. And the, the reason I did was because uh, 
people people do get worked up about the idea of like players swearing or or like it's either swearing or talking shit about the other team. So if it's like Jalen Ramsey or something like stop talking shit, just go out there and do your job, show them on the field, <laughs> which like I, t- I get, I get a tiny bit of what they're saying. Uh, it, it, when you're losing, like it's like, doesn't really matter what you say. Like what Vaughn says uh, during the week's not going to translate during Thursday. You know what I mean? Case Keenum's not going to be back there and be like, oh, I'm going to throw this risky ball. Wait, Bond said we should kick their ass. Let me just take a safe check down. You know what I mean? Or defender's not going to hit a guy harder because he's like, I'm going to show Vaughn that I am kicking their ass. Um, it's just like it, – it, it also doesn't mean like if Vaughn says he's going to kick their ass, he's not going to – if he plays poorly, it's not because he said he was going to kick their ass. You know what I mean? To me, it's like one of those things that has no effect on the game at all, ever. Unless it's something crazy. Unless it's a weird, crazy situation. Yeah, like bulletin uh, board material. Yeah, like real bulletin board material. Yeah, like uh, saying like your your wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> right. Or, yeah, but, or Ke- like Kevin Grant, Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, sorry, telling Tim Duncan, uh, happy Mother's Day, motherfucker. Uh <laughs> On Mother's Day, after his mom died, so stuff like that. Allegedly, Wait, did that really happen? Yeah, it's it's been a rumor for years and years, but he's Whoa. never denied it. So KG, anything is possible. Yeah, really, <laughs> man. But like, yeah, that was my whole. And most people, most people didn't get like offended or worked up by it. And I think the media kind of just had fun with it. And I think honestly, the thing that it actually did do was made people be like, oh, yeah, this is a game. It's kind of fun. Even when you're losing, like, the players are still out there working their ass off. It's not like they're not trying. Uh, and they want to go out there and win. Let's not forget that they fucking want to win. Uh, sometimes it just doesn't happen. But I did see people like, keep your mouth shut. Show us, show us on the field. Show us on the field, Vaughn. But then you say you kicked their ass afterwards. It's just silly to me. People are really upset with tents. With what? <clears throat> with tents. Like people people want these comments to be in the past tense. After. You don't talk. Just don't worry shit. about it. Yeah. See, like I'm the type of person who doesn't talk shit uh, in competitive events because I know as soon as I do, I'll be in my own head and then I fuck up. Yeah. So I just try to like, I wait until I'm done and then I'll be like, yeah, I kicked. I kicked your ass. I, I kicked your ass. That's an alpha male. Hey, did, did you see that? Did you see the part where I kicked your ass? It's pretty good, wasn't it? It's like a uh, a superstition almost. Like I'm like, don't just don't even compliment yourself. Don't acknowledge that you did good. If you do that, you're gonna lose this cornhole game. And These are the signature characteristics. Also, I think I could male. I could beat Pat, Pat McAfee at cornhole. Just putting that out there. You have any like cornhole strategy? Because I, the last time I played cornhole, and to be honest, it's been like a year, but I started uh, side arming it like Philip Rivers almost. Well, not oh, yeah. not like not like him. Like like he does this. I like I I don't do it underhand. Like I kind of like swipe it. I throw it almost like a frisbee. I sp- I spin the bags. 
Yeah, no, that's kind of what I did. I don't spin it. Like, I don't get any revolutions, but. I get the revs. Yeah, it might be the key. Like, you have to get some English on it to get it, like, hit it at the bottom and then get it to spin up. Yeah, I slide it in, but I can hit the hole, too. The real key is I need to have at least three beers in me. Because the last time I played was after beer, beer fest, and I was feeling the groove. Feeling. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's a scientific fact that if you have a beer in your left hand, you're automatically better at cornhole uh, when you've got the bean bag in your right, right. hand. And it's one of those games you can start like if you can start drunk and be good. Yes. It's not like a, a game that you have to ease into. Like you have to start sober, and then you'll get better as you get drunk. But if you try to jump in there drunk, you're going to be bad. You know what I mean? No, no, I understand what you mean. It's kind of like beer pong, honestly, where uh, there's like a there's like a tipping point um, where the more drunk you get, the better you are until like there's a certain point that you hit yeah it's like drink eight um where you just get you, you start you start out like here and then you get all the way here this is great for the listeners by the way he, and uh beer eight you're all the way down here right yeah it just goes off a cliff it's like the great it's like the crash of 1929 it's yeah it's the same thing with like driving too you know <laughs> God damn it. Uh, please don't drink it. Please just. Steve Kime can tell us about that. <laughs> because I put, I put a drunk driving Steve Kime joke in the, the last episode. And I pulled up an article to get a, screen, a screenshot from. And the article, I didn't, this, I missed this. But he was suspended, uh, you know, by the team for four or five games or some shit. It's for, so stupid to suspend a general manager. For extreme DUI. That's right. It was labeled we as an extreme DUI. We did? Yeah. Oh, it's like I, one of our first episodes. We talked about it being an extreme DUI? <laughs> yeah, it was like a hella cool extreme DUI. Oh, sh- dude, I don't even remember us talking about that. Sick DUI. Well, better keep drinking so my brain keeps working. Yep. No, that's, that's never mind then. Typically, was, uh, alcohol so, works. So basically, I have been just as excited to learn that it was an extreme DUI twice. Yeah, I feel like in like three months, uh, you're gonna bring it up again, and you're just like, "Did you hear about this?" I'm turning this into my extreme DUI. To my mom, man. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, you know one what? Beer, one beer at a time. You know how? You know what I wish that could apply to though is the office. I wish. Every oh, time yeah. I finish the office, I could just uh, erase it from my my brain. Yeah, but like men, men in Black, just like the little. Yeah, but know that I really want to watch it still, and then re-experience yeah. it for the first time. I feel I feel that way about uh, the Simpsons oh, and yeah. certain certain movies as well. Like there's movies I just want to watch again for the first time. Like, I wish I could see Pulp Fiction for the first time again. Ooh. Or like Boogie Nights or something. One of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, um, I think we need that for a lot of things. Uh, I think so far, like I think we could erase the memory of the last two years for the Broncos, and I'd be just fine with that. No, you're right. That's uh, the biggest challenge right now. Is like it just feels the same. It feels yeah. like we are headed. It's a, little, it's a little Groundhog Day for just. A losing season 
and I have to find new ways to try to talk about not success. And I don't know. I feel like I'm basically like you and I are in the same position as Joe Ellis right now. That's right. Yeah, no, he, uh, he had a really interesting quote today. Uh, I, I saw it and I was like, shit, like, did he really say that? Uh, because it's just not something like he doesn't come out publicly very often. Um, but Lindsay Jones from sports illustrated, she's formerly of the Denver post, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something post possibly a gazette. She's with the athletic now, right? I think she's with Sports Illustrated. I think oh. you're because I think Nikki Jabvala, who's with the Athletic, yeah, tweeted it out. I know Lindsay will use swear words in her tweets now, so I just assumed she was with the Athletic. Oh, true. They're they're pretty edgy. Um, they're trying to keep up with me, is the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So anyway, uh, Lindsay Jones asked Joe Ellis about making in-season changes. I don't think she specifically referred to, like, firing Vance Joseph or benching Case Keenum or firing the coordinators or whatever. But he had something pretty interesting to say, pretty telling. He said, quote, we did it in 2010, I think. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to stay focused on one game at a time and see where we go from there and having, having conversations with John and see where we go. So – out and out, like, just not denying it is a pretty bold move and tells me, like, it's definitely on their mind. And depending on how this game goes tomorrow and the Chiefs game uh, a week from now, we could see changes pretty soon. Changes. As David Bowie so eloquently put it. R.I.P. in peace. Uh, yeah, that, I mean – I don't know. I don't even. I don't even fucking care. Will like if they <laughs> fire him, who? What's that gonna do? It's nothing. Uh, probably nothing. Probably like, nothing. I'll tell you what. It's not gonna make the team better right now. No, like, it sure isn't. Like they should have done that this off season, but they didn't. They shouldn't have hired Vance Joseph. Uh, but that he's not even like the whole problem. It's like that's where you're wrong. No, no, the, no. He's 100 percent of the problem. Uh, if they just had a replacement level coach, the Broncos would have gone 14 and two last year, and they'd be six and zero right now. So think if, again. Pal. If, if they had Kyle Shanahan, they would yep. have already won the Super Bowl for 2019. Yep. Keep. Yep. Don't worry about the facts that say that Kyle Shanahan has the same exact record as Vance Joseph. It's just, uh, I think there's so many problems. I think Elway making personnel decisions is is one of them. Uh, I bought into Case Keenum. I think he's all right. But clearly, that was not the right direction to go. Uh, like, he's not making the team a lot better. He's making them, he's making the offense mildly better. And even that is putting it, favorably because no, I mean I think you can say that it's just like it's just relatively speaking it's it's not much but it is technically probably a slight improvement yeah it's like I don't know it's based on like the lowest parts of last season 
Yeah, I mean, with him, without like trying to get like obviously without being technical, while when he's playing quarterback, I feel better about the game than I did with Trevor Simeon or Brock Osweiler or Paxton Lynch. Yeah, but even but then, like, yeah, I don't feel like they're gonna win. I don't feel like if they need to make those clutch plays that it's going to happen. Like I see him makes a few good throws every game. I see him be pretty safe with the ball most of the time, but I see a lot of missed throws. I see overthrows. I see protection breakdown. I see like when I watch when you watch a great quarterback play, it doesn't matter where the game is. You believe that, something good's going to happen. They're going to make something happen. Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. Right. And You get the sense that, like, just he's going to find a way. Exactly. And even his comeback was aided by a defensive holding call, right? Yeah. <laughs> and C.J. Beathard was playing pretty damn good football. But when the 49ers really needed a drive or something at the end of the game, doesn't happen for whatever reason. There's a whole lot of shit happened in that game, but – like, I feel like Case Keenum is the C.J. Beathard in that situation, and whoever the fuck else the Broncos are playing are going to be the team that drives down to get the win right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So it's it's hard. Like, and I don't think Vance Joseph is a good coach, like a really good coach. Uh, but it's hard to put it all on him when you have quarterback problems, when you still have offensive line issues, when your defense is – I don't know, all over the place. Like, I want yeah. Yeah, I yeah, want, I want a head coach that I think is at least really good on one side of the football. And I, I just don't get that impression with, with Vance. But, again, like, I don't think he's the worst coach ever either. Like, people want to make him out to be. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't, like, I don't think he's worse than Josh McDaniels. I don't like he's obviously Josh McDaniels was uh he was an embarrassment, first of all, uh for the whole like videotaping scandal that took place basically right before they fired him. Who knows how long that was going on? Uh but even before that, like before he coached his first game, comes in and trades the franchise quarterback, like I don't know, Vance Joseph will never be on that level for me, regardless yeah. of uh him coming in and underachieving with a with a talented roster like he'll it'll just like he's always just going to be a coach that just didn't work out and maybe was I don't know either like a career coordinator that was never meant to be head coach or a guy that was probably just in over his head and, and a head coach too early in his career yeah honestly Vance's biggest mistake was probably deciding to be a head coach maybe a little too soon but also just coming to the Broncos where there wasn't a situation there set up for him to succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't have like, he didn't have an established quarterback in place. Uh, he was coming off of, or it was a team coming off of a Super Bowl uh, just a year before, uh, not a season before, but you know, a, a Gary Kubiak season in between. And you still have just absolutely massive expectations and you're going to have growing pains when you're a young coach. And I'm not advocating for them to keep him, uh, but it's definitely not all on him. But at the same time, kind of to play devil's advocate, when you're the head coach, 
you're responsible for the team's success or lack yeah. thereof. Well, and that's the thing, like the right guy can come in and fix and change so many things. You know what I mean? Like, but you, you don't, you never know who the right guy is. And it's, yeah. and it is weird. It's weird to look back at Gary Kubiak being the right guy for that Super Bowl run. Like, Maybe. He might not have even been the right guy. Like, he he probably wasn't the right guy in a lot of situations, uh, especially offensively. But, but, like, he, the other – like, the defensive coordinator was the right guy. And the uh, way I think Kubiak managed was the, right guy. Yeah. The, the, the Peyton Manning injury situation True. and bringing him back in when he did, when I think that was clearly his decision. Like, those were little things that – and then the Broncos needed a lot to go their way for that Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know. It's just like if you have an Andrew Luck on your team, you can look at like Frank Reich right now down in Indianapolis. And they're losing games. But for whatever reason, I feel like in a year, they're going to be a decent team. And that yeah, might not be true. I feel the same way about Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the real – that's a real interesting one. Uh, you know, his quarterback – that team's been decimated by injuries. Um, yeah. Quarterbacks, your running backs. There's a whole bunch of things there. But you're right. The yeah, feeling yeah. is that he's right. going to do the right job as a coach to put that team in a position to succeed. And you feel like he's on the same page with John Lynch, too, that they're making decisions together – and that that's going to work out for the organization. And it just doesn't feel like any of that's really happening in Denver, right? Right. Yeah, no, you get the sense, like, with those two teams that, like, they're trending in the right direction. They've just had, like, a lot of bad luck. And you don't feel like luck is, like, has anything to do with the Broncos being bad this year or last. Like, it's just uh, – it feels more like the wheels have fallen off. Because they've been relatively healthy these last two seasons. Yeah. You know, like the Broncos, they had some injuries late last year, but that was just like a lot of veterans getting injured, but also the season being over and being like, yeah, don't fucking come back and play. Just we'll put you on IR. Right. Sprained ankle. Yeah, you're done for the year. So, and that's why I'm picking the Broncos to win tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, no, perfect segue. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos too. I I don't think this is gonna get their season on the right track or anything. I just don't think the Cardinals are that good. Um, no, they're really not. I mean, but we'll see. If but, the Cardinals win, it's gonna be because I. Well, one of two things could happen. One, Josh Rosen could have a great game. I don't foresee that happening. I think if they win, it's gonna be their their defense. And I don't even think their defense is that great. But I think their defense is good at forcing turnovers and uh, making plays off of those turnovers. Chandler Jones, pretty good pass rusher. Their secondary is pretty good. And if we've seen the Broncos, we, and here's the thing about the Broncos. Like I'm saying the Cardinals secondary is good, and I think it might be tough for them to pass tomorrow. But for whatever reason, because nothing makes sense, Case Keenum is going to go out there and have a great passing game, and then the running backs will fumble, and that'll be the fucking thing that costs them the game. 
Yeah, very well could. Like, <laughs> the run defense could completely get his shit together and – Josh Rosen throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns. You never know. Never know. It, just feel, it feels like you like plug one leak and then another one sprouts up out of nowhere. But, yeah, I think that the Cardinals have a terrible run defense. The Broncos should take advantage of it. But we'll, You hope. <laughs> every time I've said no. that this year, I have been wrong. So I put no uh, yeah. weight behind my statements. No, I think we're done, like, trying to accurately predict this team and just kind of – Just ride the hope, wave? Hope for the best. And, yeah, ride the wave. But one last thing I wanted to get to, uh, kind of on the Broncos in this game, was obviously Bradley Chubb had his best game as a pro against the Rams, had three sacks. So people were kind of like – before that game, people were kind of getting to a place where – they were starting to sour a little bit on the Bradley Chubb pick at five when you had um, Josh Allen and Josh Rosen taking taken after him uh, at seven and ten respectively. The so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're like a big Rosen guy to begin with. I know he's a he's a close personal friend of yours. Yeah, he has said my name. Yeah, I don't know if he's like how you feel about him as a quarterback or anything, uh, but. Does Bradley Chubb's, like, big game, like his three sacks against the Rams, like, may, make you feel better uh, about not taking a quarterback there? Uh, no. <laughs> I, well, you know, honestly, I think it, it happened a week too early for Chubb. If Chubb yeah. came out and sacked Rosen three times was, like, his breakout game, that people would be pumped. And he still well, could. He could. Yeah, he could. It could happen. Don't count it out. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I don't want to pretend like I'm smarter than uh, anybody because I liked the Keenum signing. I talked yeah. myself into Keenum being maybe better than Kirk Cousins. And I was <laughs> so high on Kirk Cousins. Like, I have made, like, three Kirk Cousins videos. I made a Kirk Cousins video in 27 – yeah, maybe 2017, 26 – I don't know. Whenever I first thought he could be a free agent, I was like, that's the guy the Broncos need to get. And then, like, you do this thing where you start to look into too many stupid numbers and stats from different situations. Like, oh, Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter has a lower completion percentage than Case Keenum. or It doesn't fucking matter. I watched him play <laughs> games. I'm like, dude, this guy can ball. And now he's doing it in Minnesota, and he looks like a lot better quarterback than Case Keenum. Uh, but I thought Case Keenum looked good last year and not just yeah, like no, a, a manager. Like I thought, Oh, he's done. He does some special things during the game and yeah, he's going to be a, a, a guy you kind of have to, uh, ride. I don't want to say the wave because <laughs> I already just said that, but uh, like, the, the roller coaster, the ro like he Brett Favre's his way through games sometimes. And not that he's like as good as Brett Favre, but like, it's like, I'll roll with that. And now it's like, I don't know. I just don't see – I don't see what I saw last year with Keenum, and I see more well, yeah. of what we had seen all before with him. So No, he's definitely – he's a different player. Like, his strength last year, one of them at least, was making plays happen when he was under pressure. And now it just feels like he has no pocket awareness. Yeah. And Russia gets in the face. Like, he's just, like, not even throwing the ball away. He's taking a sack or fumbling or – 
forcing a ball in the coverage. And it's just like one of his strengths last year was not turning the ball over. He had seven interceptions the yeah. whole year, and now he's already got what, like eight? <laughs> yeah. Six games. So I, you can't predict um, statistics or, or really anything in the NFL from one year to another accurately just because, like, A, uh, the personnel's not, not going to be the same. You don't know if the coach is going to play to his strengths. Uh, yeah. You could make a case that the Broncos really aren't because he's a great play-action quarterback. And even though they're running the ball well, or at least they have before this Rams game, they don't <laughs> – they don't fake the run ever, and they don't get Keenum out on the edge and, and let him do what he's best at. And that part's really, really frustrating. Um, well, I mean, yeah. that's a good point. And look at look at Pat Shermer with the New York Giants right now. Yeah. Like, he was, he was the one, one of the best who, offensive coordinators last year. He was the one who had the success with Keenum, right? He was Minnesota's offensive coordinator, just so I'm yep. double-checking here. Correct, correct. And what did, what did Minnesota have? Uh, a not a bad offensive line, mm-hmm. um, great wide receivers, a game manager quarterback with my quotes up there, um, and they had a decent they had a decent duo of running backs. So Shermer now with one of the best backs in the league, with one of the best wide receivers in the league, and some pretty good wide like I think Sterling Shepard's a, a really good wide receiver. Uh, not very good offensive line, uh, but a quarterback who's had a lot of success in this league. And the Giants look like shit. <laughs> it's like, what re- what went wrong there? You know what I mean? And it's exactly what you just said. There's so many factors, personnel-wise, situations are different. Like, it, the s- translation of success from one situation to another is really hard in the NFL, and it might not be the guy – it could be a million things. And that's why, like, when we're all overly critical of, say, everything Elway has done, which I will continue to be because I believe I could do it, uh, you can't. You really can't because there's so many things you can't control. Yeah, especially in the NFL where you get 16 games a year and it's such a small sample size. It's not like the NBA where you get 82 games or baseball read 162 games and like stats actually mean something in those leagues because uh, after a long enough period of time, like things tend to even out. Right. That's not the case in football. Like some guys can just have a breakout season and you never hear from them again. And I don't know if that's the case really with Case Keenum, but it's kind of pointing in that direction. Yeah. So back to your question, like now looking back, I'd be like, take Josh Rosen. You shouldn't have. Shouldn't assign Case Keenum, take a quarterback at five, and that's that's where you go. And I supposedly the Broncos weren't very high on Josh Rosen. Uh, I would like to see what Peyton Manning has to, to say about him. I don't yeah. know if he'll be a good NFL quarterback. I think he there are things there that says he has a really good chance to be one of the best in the the of the draft, but again, he's in Arizona. He has no his offensive his offensive line is horrible right now. He has Larry Fitzgerald and really nobody else to throw the ball to. He does have a good running back, but playing behind that offensive line is not helping him at all. So he's a guy who's in a, a situation right now that is set up for him to be successful. Zero, none. So if if he has success in Arizona, 
I would say he is a great fucking quarterback because the odds are stacked heavily against him right now. Uh, yeah, and that's what great quarterbacks do. Like to go back to Aaron Rodgers again. Right. You feel like, like you feel you get the sense watching the Packers play that they would be like a four and twelve team with oh, just an yeah. average quarterback. Six and ten. Six and ten. I don't know. That's generous. <laughs> that's really generous. Uh, I think if you drop from him to. I mean, I was going to say Deshaun Kaiser, but I don't even feel like he's an average quarterback. But, yeah, if, like, if you take – you Kaiser's uh, average. Yeah, if you take Case Keenum, for example, and put him on the Packers, like, I don't think that team's doing really much of anything. You think the Packers would make that trade? It's worth a call. Dude, it'd save them so much in salary cap space. How would they not think about it? Uh, <laughs> the, the narrative – Who says no? Who says no? The, the the joke we've been pushing like about the, the Packers is like Aaron Rodgers' toughest defender are his own teammates, right? So it was yeah. Mason Crosby, it was, you know, Clay Matthews with the penalties, even though it's not necessarily Clay Matthews' fault. But in that comeback game against the 49ers, the uh, 49ers had the decent kick return, and one of right. the, the Packers' defenders – Got flagged for uh, pushing him late out of bounds. Right, giving him great field position. I was like, "Holy shit!" His Aaron Rodgers teammates are gonna fuck him again. But then the defense, like, they had a stand, and it, that wasn't the narrative. But uh, I just remembered that and thought, like, "Oh, if they lose this game, that guy is gonna be the one to be blamed for pushing a guy who was running out of bounds for no reason." Yeah, I mean, you could argue, like, even just like allowing. CJ Beathard to throw for like three touchdowns and get him to that point, they kind of already let him down. Yeah, but uh, CJ Beathard's your guy, man. He's just showing how good he is. It's true. It's true. I, I do like him a little bit. Um, Where do you go? Reno? No, he went to Iowa. Hmm. You just followed him? Why did, did you I like him? Like I, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like a big Beathard guy, but I guess I'm confusing. Him might be extreme DUIs. Okay, we've talked <laughs> a lot. We have sure. talked about a lot of NFL things. So let's do your uh, let's do your hate list. Do we want to make our picks like really quick and just like motor? I want to do your hate list first, and then we'll uh, we'll do okay as fast All as right. we can. Hate list. Let's do it. Um, and this is a I struggle. Like I said, I struggled with this list. Um. I, I wasn't sure what the criteria was, but I, I kind of want to make one thing clear. This isn't like uh, a list. This isn't like a top 10 most wanted list for the NFL. Like this isn't um, the people who have like done the worst things off the field or like the well, yeah. dirty players list or anything. Okay. This is just like my personal feelings. Uh, is this guy like, Basically, the way I thought about it, like, if I went to high school with this guy, would I hate him or not? Okay. So, that, that's kind of how so I you're, based it. You're basically saying there's not necessarily a good reason to justify why, why you hate everybody on this list. But you're, no. you're going to give some reasons of why you do. Right. And I'm a hateful, spiteful person. Right. Um, so, I feel like I was especially qualified to make this list. So, anyway, um, I just like, uh, you know. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really don't like these players. 
See what I did there? Strongly dislike. Yeah. List. Okay, so without further ado, number ten. Please. I kinda, this one I was waffling back and forth on uh, because I, I feel like the get off my lawn crowd really doesn't like this guy, and that almost makes me like him a little bit. But Odell Beckham Jr. Ah, that's a good. He's one. number. He comes in at number ten, just because. Like I know this is like an old, like Kaji football guy thing to say, like. Just like stop running your mouth and stop uh, stop being a diva wide receiver, but he really is like he is. Don't say you kicked their ass. Say you kicked their ass. Essentially, like that's that's the guy I don't want to be. But you can't be like knocking over field goal nets and like talking about Eli Manning in interviews. Uh, you don't want to talk about anybody negatively, uh, and that's kind of what put him on this list. Yeah, throwing your quarterback under the bus is a, a faux pas, right? Yeah, no, you shouldn't do it. And most importantly, the haircut, like his haircut inspired so many like ugly, like bleached haircuts that you're on the list, Odell. You're it was like, 10. hey, we we made it through 1998 to 2002. We thought we got past the bleach haircuts and yep. you you brought it back. And also, like if you have a problem with your quarterback – you handle it like Golden Tate, and you fuck his girlfriend. Yeah, you fuck. <laughs> or wife, wife, whatever. This is wife. Yeah, don't sell him short. Don't, don't throw him under the bus on ESPN. Yeah. No, just have sex with his wife. That's the man. That's the alpha male way to handle that. Yeah, that's – no, that, that's how he did it uh, in the old days back in the NFL, back when men could be men. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, having sex with one's wife, Philip Rivers is number nine on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. if you asked me this like five, even five years ago, Rivers would probably be top three. Uh, but he's gotten significantly less annoying uh, in the last few years. Maybe just because the Chargers haven't been good or maybe he's calmed down. Uh, typically having sex often mm-hmm. tends to calm your nerves. So maybe right. that's it. But yeah. if you remember young Rivers, and I know you do, like I, remember, I know you remember him. Like, oh, young, dude, I, I hated Rivers. Game. I hated him so much. I hated Phillip Rivers. I Dude, I lived in San Diego when the Chargers were uh, winning the division in back-to-back yeah. seasons. Like, he was such a cocky dickhead. I hated the Chargers, and I hated him, but I – I I like Philip Rivers a lot. I hate <laughs> I hate when he plays the Broncos, and I hate him on the field because. Yeah. But I no, I don't even hate him on the field now. I just like enjoy watching him lose his shit. Uh, and he won me over by listening to his press conferences. Talk about a guy who has seen a lot of failure in his life, and sure never throws anyone under the bus. Always just is like, I'm just happy to be out there playing football, man. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I find it hard to, to hate a guy who just loves playing that game as much as Rivers. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things, like, I think Philip Rivers and I don't have in common. I think our views on the world are probably very different. Um, but right. for, for whatever reason, uh, I am a Philip Rivers fan. 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I can't I explain the... it because I use I hated him almost as much as I hated Tom Brady. Like, well, he was he was immensely more hateable in like 2006, 2007, yeah. 2008. But the last thing I'll say about Rivers is I feel like he gets a serious pass from the media uh, and just like the football community because if you want to put his postseason failures up there with like Peyton Manning's postseason failures, his just don't get talked about. And like you don't get criticized, I guess, when you don't screw up in big moments because he hasn't had big moments in the last five years. Like they haven't made the playoffs since 2013. And I, I never feel like he catches any sort of flack for that. No, I think you're right. And maybe it's because, you know, the Chargers fly under the radar and they, you know, they were previously in San Diego and no one cares about them in Los Angeles anymore. But he definitely dodges criticism as well as anybody. It, I think the, the bolo tie is there to distract. That's smart. But he's number nine on my list. Number eight, kind of like Rivers in the sense that I used to hate him a lot more back in the day. But it's Richard Sherman, <laughs> former cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, plays for the 49ers now. You don't really hear from his, him as much, although he shows up in my newspapers a lot uh, just because the Sacramento Bee covers the 49ers, and he basically has something to say every week. But uh, everybody knows him. He kind of bursted onto the scene uh, as a personality after that NFC Championship game when he knocked the ball away from Michael Crabtree. And then force the interception. Don't try me with a sorry ass receiver like Crabtree. Essentially, yeah. Something that's like that. Kind of, yeah, called Crabtree a sorry ass receiver, which I agree with. And I think Akeem Tlaib probably agrees with as well. But another guy that just like gets a Corners pass. hate Crabtree. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, I, yeah, I got to. We gotta do like some research into this. Like, yeah, we what, need what we need like to find Crabtree? one more corner that's had like a feud with Crabtree. Oh, there will be. There will be. See, like, Joe Hayden trying to hit him with his helmet or something. Because Crabtree, to me, just seems like a – I don't know. He, he seems like a solid receiver who's never been good enough to get that much hate from ah, – he, he held – okay, so he held out, like, his rookie year. Like, he held out for right. half the season. I know it's not really hateable, but, like, he's, he's kind of cocky. Like, he has the – at least he used to have the chain – outside of the jersey, just, like, flopping around. Right, and, and that's what Tlaib hated. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I, I'm guessing what I was going to say is, like, he must get under guy's skin. Yeah, he, he probably must, talks a lot of shit on the field. He must talk shit. Like, they do the the mic'd up stuff for the NFL, but really they they don't do it. They don't do it right. Nope. Like, the, if the NFL wanted to make more money, they would they – would, I would pay – I would pay $100 a month to get a live sound feed unfiltered of players talking shit to each other on the field. No, I feel like this should be an option for like HBO subscribers. Exactly. Like it's the game, but you get the live feed, like the craziest players are mic'd up. Like Vontez perfect, always mic'd up, <laughs> always 24 yeah. hours a day. Just Vontez perfect. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like they have, like, for Monday Night Football, they have the ESPN Deportes broadcast on ESPN2, or, like, with baseball, sometimes they'll have, like, a stat mm -hmm. cast broadcast as well. Yeah, it's just have a, it should have a mic'd up broadcast. Like, I don't really feel like listening to Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts for the 400th time this season. 
Yeah, that so would maybe be... I'll just listen to uh, I'll listen to the players on the field. But yeah, Richard Sherman too. He gets a pass for a lot of dumb shit that he said and dumb done over the years, solely because he went to Stanford. Because he's smart. He'll just say something <laughs> ridiculous or just like get out of line on the field. They'll be like, "Well, hard to call him out on that because, as you will remember, he did go to Stanford." It's like. Yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't preclude you from from doing very bad things on the field. Like he started that that fight with the Titans a season ago. I don't know. That really got under my skin just because I'd kind of forgotten my hatred for him uh, as wow. the Seahawks started to decline. But yeah, anyway, I've said enough already. He's number eight on my list. Number seven. This guy really embodies the Patriot way. Uh, I think you'll know who I'm talking about. Julian Edelman, oh. he's the prototype. Patriot this is the first works. one I fully agree with. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I, I just – I hate everything about him. Uh, I hate that people always mention that he played quarterback at Kent State. I, I fucking know. I remember. Uh, he's just short, and he's so white, and he's got that gross, like, oiled-up beard, and his voice is annoying. <laughs> I'm not taking shots on anybody. His no, his beard it, it does like yours looks natural. His looks like it's glued on there. Like it looks like it's a prop beard. You don't have to defend my beard. It's okay. He he got that fucking lucky catch against the Falcons. Oh, so lucky. Um it's just everything. Everything. He's had some off the field stuff too that I won't go into because I don't know. There's nothing concrete um yeah wait, wait, like wait, wait, what's the what's the nothing concrete what's I, the I rumor what's the rumor nah, just like he was getting a little handsy at a bar with a woman and oh and he got charged for something but it it didn't go anywhere but i i don't i don't know i don't want to hard to i i will say though that leads me to my number six pick and that's ben roethlisberger <laughs> <laughs> So what we're uh, gonna do is I think we'll save the top five for next week. Yes. Because we're running so long. And these are good. I like these. Uh, <laughs> so finish up with Ben Roethlisberger. And this yeah. is pretty easy. Also, I think we all hated Ben before anything Lake Tahoe related came out. Uh, just because he was one of the most frustrating players on the field. Like he was he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes in his early days. Like he would dodge sacks. Yeah, he would throw at the last second, like he just create plays out of thin air. So what he did to the Broncos in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, basically, like the first several times that uh, Roethlisberger and the Broncos played head head to head, uh, Roethlisberger pretty much had his way with the Broncos defense, uh, and that that's not a that's not a joke or anything. I wouldn't make light of that, but uh, would not would you will no. Um, but, yeah, and then after all of the other stuff came out, uh, Steelers fans, very, very quick to defend him. Oh, so uh, not all Steelers fans. No, 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 no. The majority, the, the types you'd see at a sports bar. The, the same fans who uh, are, are, like, adamantly vocalizing their defense of uh, Tyreek Hill. It's the same Correct. mindset. Yeah. No. The, um, the need to defend – that, you know, those guys. Yeah, I just – I don't feel like I could uh, 
I don't know. I'm, I don't have experience with it because all of our quarterbacks have been perfectly upstanding citizens, but I don't feel like I could root for Ben Roethlisberger if he was on my team. Yeah, it'd be really hard. Knowing, knowing what we know. Also, he's a close personal friend of Donald Trump, which I'm not – Is I'm he not really? Good. Yeah, he sure is. They Did you hear the Stormy Daniels excerpt from her book? Uh-uh. Yeah, so – they were hanging out uh, at Lake Tahoe again. This was after the end. This is like a couple years ago, which I just want to say, Ben, maybe Lake Tahoe is not your city. Beautiful, but I, I think you have about as much luck in Lake Tahoe as Fredo Corleone. So maybe, <laughs> maybe stay away from now on. That's a solid reference. Yeah. <laughs> Any Godfather uh, 2 fans. Yeah, but anyway, it was, it was uh, Trump and Roethlisberger just hanging out the whole night with Stormy Daniels, and then Trump insisted that Roethlisberger walk uh, Stormy Daniels back to her hotel room. And apparently he, he was all horned up and, and trying, to, trying to lay the wood on, on Stormy, and she was having none, on, none of it. And he was basically just like knocking on the door and just like, come on, come on, I'm Ben Roethlisberger. And he was fucked up. And, and she was like, have you she, seen your face? You are yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't know that story. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that came out like a month or, a month or two ago. But yeah, I once I heard it. it, I was like, I can't imagine just like going out for a night on the town, like going to Harrah's in Lake Tahoe. It's a, a place where I've been. I live pretty close there. Like, I go to Lake Tahoe pretty frequently. Imagine just bumping into Don Trump and Ben Roethlisberger on a night out. Like, that's that's a quick way to ruin your night. Yeah. If uh, – yeah, you know you're right. You're right. <laughs> can't, really, can't really argue against. I was trying to think of a scenario where I'd want to hang out with them. Uh, but I'm just I, – I don't – I wouldn't – like, you have to go pretty far back. To, to clear Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. No. Um, questionable. Questionable character. Um, okay. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. I'll, I'll no, tease I, the top five, though. I'll tease the top five really quick. Multiple Kansas City Chiefs. A New England Patriot. I think you guessed that. You're and giving away your whole list. And a Philadelphia Eagle. Ooh, very intriguing. Uh, I I totally agree with six and seven. Uh, I like the, I like the hate list. Maybe this is something we do uh, every week. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of things to hate in the NFL. Um, it's weird because just, we love watching like it so much. Hate. All we talk about is all we hate about it. Yeah, <laughs> basically, we're just big dickheads. Um, should we mow through these picks? Yeah. Really quick uh, this will be the fastest pick segment because we've talked about a lot tonight and we are running very sure long. So, uh, Titans, Chargers. Titans at Chargers. Uh, I'm taking the Titans to bounce back. Nice. I'll go with the Chargers. Okay. And Browns at Buccaneers. Oh, another real tough one to pick. Bucks. Fire their defensive coordinator. Browns sure just did. got owned. Give me the Browns. I'm just I'm gonna pick the Browns always. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Browns as well. Like, that's a game where I see either team being very capable of losing 
So I'm just going to pick the team I want to win. So Browns. Yeah. I also like, uh, I think I wrote this in the picks video. Um, I don't want to step on anything, but I think this might be the worst uniform matchup of all time. <laughs> just thinking about the colors involved. Tampa, plus Tampa Bay's field just always looks like shit. Um, Panthers at Eagles. Yeah. Oh, shit. Eagles. I think they're on the rise. Eagles, I'm going to take Panthers. Oh, nice. I think they bounce back from that Washington loss. They don't seem like a team that's going to win. Yeah, that was Lose multiple games in a row. Vikings at Jets. Ooh, Jets are playing decent, but I'm going to pick the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking, taking Minnesota as well. Uh, Lions at Dolphins. Oh, man. Is Brock Osweiler playing? Yep. He is for think, sure? Whoa. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Derek Anderson. Um, it looks – I think it looks that way. I so, still – I'll pick the sure. I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Lions either way. I think they'll uh, get a win after Miami played a full 70 minutes last week. Patriots at Bears. Ah, yeah, Bears. Who did they lose to? That was a surprise. The Dolphins. That's correct. <laughs> this is my memory. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. Okay, I'm going to take the Patriots. There. Smart pick, Will. Yeah, generally. Um, more often than not, you'll be right. To me, the, the only interesting thing here is, like, I feel like the Bears are the first team with a, a really good defense to play the Patriots, uh, and now the Patriots' offense is clicking. So I just – I think that's an interesting matchup. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a feeling like they'll find a way to scheme Khalil Mack out of the game for the most part. Um, Bills at Colts. Ah, oh, this is Derek Anderson. This is Derek Anderson. Starting ahead of Nathan Peterman. Yeah, which was really disappointing for me. I wanted to see Nathan Peterman throw a couple more picks. I wanted a full 60 minutes of Peterman. I'm going to take the Colts. I've picked them too many times, but I think they win this game. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Colts as well. I don't see Derek Anderson coming in out of the blue and winning a game on the road. Although, he's done it before, so it would be pretty impressive. Texans at Jaguars. Jag, Jaguars, Jag, Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh, I'll go with – I'm going to actually go with the Texans here. Bold. Oh. I like it, though. They've won three in a row. Two teams going in opposite directions. For yeah. Sure. I just don't think Blake Bortles is going to play well against that defense. He's struggling. I'm going to take the Jags, though. I think – they bounce back. They'll bounce back from just getting absolutely shellacked by the Cowboys on the road. Uh, Saints at Ravens. It's a pretty good game. Oh, that's probably that's the game of the week. Ooh, I know the Ravens are favored. Uh, they're I feel like maybe a little bit more of a complete team than the Saints, but I'm gonna ride the Drew Brees Magic Dragon. I'm just writing like, things. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about this one, too. It's just like – Every time I pick the Ravens, they lose. So Yeah. I picked against the Ravens last week, 
And I feel like if I take them here, they'll just come out completely flat and lose. So I'm going to take the Saints as well. Although I don't feel good about it because they're yeah. outdoors against a good defense. It's tough, but I'll, so I don't know. It's Saints. All right, Cowboys at Redskins. Allegedly a big rivalry, although no one besides these fans really care about it at all. Cowboy is so hot right now. Uh, so Redskins hot. won last week, so that means I'll lose this week. Give me the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Washington Redskin potatoes here. Do it. Uh, love this matchup. Rams at 49ers. CJ Bethard. 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 Okay. Jared Goff. <laughs> now I get the text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, go with the Rams. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers. Nice. I think the Rams have just been close the last few weeks to losing. Yeah, no, you're the right. 49ers have just uh, – they're back at home. They played well on Monday night. It's a perfect game for the Rams to lose. It feels like a trap game. I it feels feel like a trap game. They've got – I can't say for sure, but they might have a good team next week or maybe the week after with the Chiefs. So, I don't – yeah, the more I think about it, the more I feel like I'm entirely wrong, but I'm not going to change it at this point. I'm gonna Ride with it. Yeah, I'm going to ride the wave. I would never make that pick, but uh, <laughs> go go ahead. Bengals at Chiefs. It's a Sunday night game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I like. I think the Bengals are a pretty good football team. Uh, yeah, they are a good team. Uh, they're four and two. They should be five and one. If you watched last week, but goddamn. Yeah, how did they get screwed in that game? I didn't catch it. It was like a a pick play on I think the Antonio Brown touchdown. Oh, uh, was it? There was a, a non call on a pick. Yeah, it was really close to being like a a yard. Within the line of scrimmage, gotcha. But it's fairly controversial. I really want to pick the Bengals for so obvious reasons. <laughs> so did I. I am gonna take the Chiefs. Just try not to think about it this week. I and might then, have to like. I might have to go for a walk or just do something to get my mind off of this game. <laughs> this one. All right, Giants at Falcons. It's Monday night. It's a really terrible game. The Thursday night and Monday night game is pretty bad this week. Schedule makers didn't want this. Uh, Falcons. I'll go Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons as well. Devonta Freeman on IR. So that's Tevin Coleman and Ido Smith from here on out. Also, I'm going to make a a very, very bold prediction for this game. Julio Jones, touchdown? Julio Jones scores a touchdown. (laughs) That's all right. It's a bold pick. Yep. All right. So before we go, I just wanted to mention that had a great week last week. Did I? Yeah, you went 11 and 4, which bumped you up to a winning record for the first time Ooh. this season. 47 43 yeah. and 2. You beat me last week. I went 10 and 5. I'm 54 36 and 2 overall, so you're catching up. You know what's hard is like I can't even remember who we pick on the podcast because then we do the pick the pick episode that goes up. Oh, you Friday. pick completely other teams, yeah. And sometimes like we like we're just picking for the joke, so oh, yeah. 
Like I pick one team here and then I pick another team in that episode and I can't remember which which is which. So. Oh yeah, no, I feel like some teams I just pick for you and then just like hope that you'll stick with it for the sake of... Yeah, um, you never write in the pick and then like... Someone's sometimes like... Sometimes like the way the, the joke's yeah. going, like buy into the Browns, buy into the Browns. I'm like, yeah. we're going at the Browns. Even though I picked, I picked them to lose last week on here, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and then in my episode, I picked them to win. Yeah, oh, just a little sneak preview for the picks episode. I think you might be taking the 49ers tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might, I think you might be switching your pick. That's fine. I'll, for reasons I'll, that you can probably determine on your end. I'll flip-flop it. Yeah. All right. I think we're close think to an hour yeah. and a half. I think end that's of, all we got. End of podcast. Bye. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here.